What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Goat. And the cartel is eating cake. Because he's one year older. And he just gives zero Fs. Nice. I like when we start the podcast off without swearing and then gradually become, you know, a little bit more heated. And then we just no swearing. fire it up. That's right. Um, I do click the explicit check mark when I'm uploading it to Spotify and YouTube. So I think we're safe. I think we're the good. The tapes are explicit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Attitude is explicit. Speaking of explicit attitude, dude, um, today we're going to be talking about going back to basics. And one of the things that's inspiring us to do this is uh, the gar- cartel and a friend of ours who we'll be, we, be t- we will be talking about later on today have received some questionable packages. And I don't mean that they had weird substances in them or, uh, you know, potential bomb threats or whatnot. I the cartel, mean, does get, the cartel does get the occasional weird package. Uh, I mean, you're, you're called the cartel for a reason. Send along. But uh, no, uh, let's talk a little bit about this package you received from. The natural enemy of the cartel is PWCC. Okay. And we all know PWCC is the industry leader in auctions on eBay. Many of us use their service and more of us purchase from this service. Um, And again, here on the coaches, we have a network of the friends of the coaches. I call some, I call some of them cartelites, and some <laughs> like of them I call like cellulite. Some of them I call cobros. Nice. But uh, you know, we we watch one another's back, and and we sit back and kind of take note of what's going on in this wonderful hobby slash industry slash market that we're all involved in. And I, I really do hate specifying and pointing out you know individual groups um there's plenty of people who do god's work in that sense on our favorite platform instagram although is that your favorite platform or is your favorite platform now tiktok it's got to be tiktok yeah see and again that just illustrates the divide between the old and and the new yeah but uh i think we do both enjoy instagram that's my main playland and uh you know we we see things there there are there are some pages like card porn that are dedicated to giving information, you know, and sometimes, sometimes that information is uh, controversial um, in the sense that, uh, uh, like I said, we, we, we don't want to just focus on kind of solely on word of mouth or assumptions. Um, although I do, I do enjoy that. I do like seeing people, have that level of, um, you know, analysis where they're kind of piecing together the puzzle and saying, okay, this, this is what, what might be going on in the case, for example, of any conversation on market manipulation, but some things are just very cut and dry. There are companies out there that generally have an infrastructure that does not have much to do with the hobby. And it has to do with, uh, profit margins and, uh, and, and just making money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, PWCC, they've been around a long time. Say what you will about them. They're kind of hard to avoid in the sense that they have such a market share on eBay that even if you're not trying to, you're probably going to buy a card from them. Uh, But we talked weeks ago, maybe months ago about that video 
uh, where one of the employees was just throwing cards around. And when you throw cards around, uh, when it comes to slabbed cards, this is what you get, okay? Because they're just pieces of plastic. I don't know if you can see that. There's an entire chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see, I see not to mention chip. the scratches all over the card, but they're just they're just simple piece, pieces of plastic. I don't even know that this is the most industrial strong plastic on the face of the earth that Beckett or PSA is using. And I've had people already tell me, maybe it was Beckett's fault. There's PSA and BGS cards in this order that I received, and they're all scratched up. So you're not going to tell me that because I know, especially with my last few PSA orders that I did get before you and I started sending some in and things slowed down, there were no problems like that. Beckett, sometimes I feel like part of their process of cutting the slabs involves some scuffing, but nothing like this. This, yeah. this is a company that ships their slabs uh, without the benefit of uh, plastic bags that are protecting the plastic. This is just a one touch with that. You do it. I do it. Everyone that I know personally does it, yet this company that's making money hands over fist can't do it. And, and I, I mean that you know that's that's really all I uh, all I can say about it. Um, well, that kind of I mean that segues into like before I even heard I mean because you just told me about this uh, maybe six minutes before we started recording. Uh, our friend MSG MSG Collectibles, shout out to him, and what they do, fantastic fantastic group. Um, sent us over some pretty cool vintage cards the other day. But that's not why we're mentioning them right now. We're mentioning them because they reached out to myself about some cards that they received. And these aren't like 50 cent cards. And even if they were, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say screw it. Um, some people's favorite cards are 50 cent cards, right? Because I respect cards enough that when I'm sending them to somebody, I, I if there's a bunch of you know, even if they were 50 cent cards, I'll put them in, you know, one of those thicker top loaders that fit like maybe four or five sleeves in, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, the ones that, that you you normally put like um, one of those like thicker cards, like a, a, an RPA or, or, or for instance. Something that's a uh, hundred stock, 130 stock. Yeah. I, I'll just throw like three or four in there, still tape the top, put it in a team bag, throw in some extras. Anyway, I'm not expecting that one of these big companies is going to do that. But they received the package without in bubble wrap, albeit. However, there was no top loader. And uh, there was probably five or six cards, a few of them autographs. And I mean, you mentioned to me that um, this company in particular has an, an option to check yes for top loaders. I don't right. I don't know. For, I don't know for upper deck products from upper deck EPAC. EPAC. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then that's fine. So let's just put that out there for upper deck EPAC. It is possible. You have to specifically check a box to indicate that you want top and pay order. extra. Yeah. I just think that's a little bit ridiculous because all these people are charging like $20 for shipping. Let's say, okay. Especially if it's a bigger company, they're not charging you $8. They're not charging you like, nine dollars they're probably charging you like 12 to 15 bucks and you would think that that 12 to 15 dollars would cover a dollar top loader a one dollar top loader like and and that and that's like they're not a dollar but i'm saying a dollar okay do you know what i mean 
it's just a blatant disrespect for the people who brought you here, the people who keep you here. And, and I think that the market, because everyone is so desperate to get in, and this is going to segue into what we, what we mentioned initially, like getting back to basics, everyone wants to get in. And because wax isn't available virtually at all, unless you want to dedicate your life to standing in line at targets and, and in Ontario right now, you can't even go to a Walmart or any, actually you can't go anywhere and and acquire wax. You literally cannot walk into any store and acquire wax. And quite frankly, we haven't been able to for, I would say six months, like except for maybe two, three week period. So with all these people that are super excited to get into the hobby, they've been watching sports. This is arguably the greatest time for sports. You know, we got NHL, NHL playoffs coming up, NBA playoffs, MLB just started. We got MMA fights daily, Champions League finals coming up, the Euros coming up. There are so many sports on right now and everyone is so excited to get into the hobby. And then you have jackasses like this that just, I mean, this, this, if, if I was a first, if this was the first cards I received and I'm you, for instance, uh, receiving these slabs that I paid a considerable amount of money for they're autographed, you know, they're, these are, these are my first slabs. This was about a thousand dollars in slabs from an accredited source on eBay. And they came like this, my, now I'm thinking, you know, first of all, the next, how am I going to sell this thing? Because, you know, let's say this is my initial investment. Uh, your investment is a little bit compromised at this point because now you have to take a loss almost like depends on when you sell. But like, you know, how are you going to market a crack, a crack on a case, you know, or how are you going to market a giant scratch on the front? So I just I, I, I think that people just need to realize that, like, you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And, you know, there's some things we can't fix, you and I, we can't fix the, the lack of retail. Um, you know, we can't fix uh, big companies treating others with disrespect. But honestly, if enough people talk about it, maybe, just maybe, it gets through, you know? I love it. You have to talk about it. There's a lot of people that don't want to talk about it because A, they just don't like conflict. And I respect that. Uh, there's some people that don't want to talk about it because they don't want to put themselves in a vul- quote unquote vulnerable position where perhaps a company won't want to do business with them. Those are the things that are in place to, to literally um, prevent and intimidate people from speaking out. Um, but let's talk about it. I like two things that you said a lot. Um, you mentioned that this is a company that is quote unquote accredited and is supposed to be, <clears throat> this is supposed to be a safe venue right? To, to get your cards and to get your slabs. This accredited company, if you combine the neutrals and negatives on their main auction account for this past month, which is 30 days. And I don't know if eBay starts counting on the, the, the day that April starts, because now we're at 18 days. In 18 days, they've accumulated 79 combined neutrals and negatives. If you start doing some math, those are multiple Per day. Now you're going to tell me they're a gigantic company selling a lot of cards. I get it, but I don't care what those specific numbers are. If you're going to sit here and justify multiple negatives and neutrals each and every day, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to read you some of them. Um, 
just beginning with the neutrals. And again, the neutrals are people that are, that represents the portion of the public that is not aggressive enough and doesn't go there. They're trying to be like, they're trying to voice their concern without, without any negative ramifications on the business. Right. Right. Um, But just, just to, just to, uh, I'm going to skip the ones that like, I know as a seller, I know what's fair and what's not. I don't care about people complaining about shipping costs or or time. You know what I mean? Like time, there's, there's very little you can do in this day and age right now. But uh, I, I, I want you to, to, to know the, the, the ones that generally neutral is filled with the following. Packaging was terrible. Terrible packaging for the price of the shipping. Slabs arrived cracked. Not good, but still intact. And that's a neutral, by the way. That's someone being very diplomatic. Glue-like smudges on the case. Was able to see one of the deep scratches during bidding. The other three surprised me. How did the casing get so banged up? Question mark. Scratches on the slab, not disclosed. And my favorite in the neutrals, it's PWCC. You know what to expect. That's literally what they wrote. Uh, the negatives are where people really start getting upset. So you can very easily take a very passive, gentle person, take them to their limit. And, and, and this is what you're going to be getting. Um, so I'm not going to, again, I'm going to ignore things like this company sucks because that, that doesn't give us any good information. No. no. Uh, some of them are kind of weird and concerning, but I, I often give benefit of the doubt. Item was described as a CGC nine, but I received a seven. That's very strange. I, I would hope someone would go a little deeper and look into that. Wish the damage on this card had been visible in the picture, not faulting PWCC for the grading, just the really bad photo and the no return policy. Learning the hard way about this. That's, that's, that, that is kind of heart-wrenching. Case cracked, will not accept a return. Seller refuses to take return on a damaged card that they did not describe. Deep scratch on the case, which is not seen in the pictures. Received slab and no plastic sleeve. Well, we've been telling you that for, for months and slab itself had scratches on it, not in the description. Uh, again, I'm, I'm passing on the shipping ones. Uh, cards badly scratched. This should have been disclosed. Um, aggressive and rude customer service. I mean, that's certainly worth mentioning. But you get the idea here. We could spend an hour yeah. doing this. Um, 145 negatives and 75 neutrals in the past six months. So anyhow, um, the other thing that you'd mentioned is that, uh, you know, if, if you're new to this hobby, look at what you're getting. Look at what you're getting yourself into. When I, when I entered this hobby as, as a young one, what I got was amazing experiences at the local card store, which is huge. And unfortunately, and again, that's no one's fault given the situation we're in right now. But a lot of, a lot of new uh, entrants into the hobby are missing that beautiful part of the hobby where you meet people, you meet store owners, you develop friendships and relationships that's that's the best that's that's the favorite thing to discuss amongst people they'll tell you about their favorite lcs the things that they do for them the way that they go out of their way the deals that they get for my birthday i was lucky enough to 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 know someone with a store that behaved in that manner they gave me deals that were unheard of in any other avenue i would not have been able to do that buying online or anything like that they don't have access uh, to, to sealed stuff and, and they, they, they can't have that fun. Uh, if they do, they're, they're paying a lot for it for, for a hobby, like you know, Upper Deck Series 2, for example, they're gonna be paying a lot for a hobby box. Um, when I was grading, it was in and out fairly quickly. Grading standards were great. It, it always made sense when you got your 
your returns and you saw the grades, it, it made sense to you. And it was a very different, it was a very different beast than it is right now. We unfortunately had the perfect storm of, you know, the lockdown, the hobby hype, the new entrance into the game where it's becoming very cold and it's becoming very corporate and it, and, and more so each and every day, right? Which is why I highly recommend if you're on Instagram, just be careful with, make sure your following list is a healthy mix of, I need to know what's going on in the hobby. There's plenty of people I follow that I'm actually not, not a huge fan of, but I need to know what's going on on every level. And don't forget that you have to follow those people that have devoted collections. You'll see it. Ken Griffey Jr. Collector, whatever it is. I, I probably got that wrong, but uh, Pavel Bure Collectors, all these, you want to follow people that have a, a true passion for the hobby. There's a lot of accounts that focus on photography of their items. I love that because I'm so low tech and um, I'm lucky if I get a clean shot of anything. Um, and feel that passion and remind yourself what this is all about. Because even if you are running a business, um, you need to be in touch with that aspect of the hobby to be most successful. You, you, you want to do that. Um, and you want to respect that, that side of the hobby. Um, but like you said, we want to focus on, let's get back to the basics. Let's try to push aside the negativity and all these issues that we're having with these large companies that truly don't seem to care at the end of the day. Um, they are necessary, but they're also what's causing a lot of the negativity in the hobby. Um, so to me, getting back to basics means for the experienced collector, just remind yourself what you've been doing. And for the new collectors, I think they're the ones that might be able to get something out of this discussion we're having today um, in terms of how to just kind of get yourself organized in all of the chaos, right? So one of the first things I want to talk about, obviously, is the, is the cliche, which is collect what you love. You're gonna, you're, you're, you will lose your mind if you don't at least have some element of that going on. I get depressed if I go a few weeks where I haven't gotten something for my PC because everything just becomes so robotic and, um, and just all about numbers. And that's depressing because that's not what this hobby is supposed to be like. I get my appreciation and my best enjoyment when I'm organizing things, putting stuff away. When you put, it, put away the PC and look at it, there's nothing better than that. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, man. Um, Although my PC, want to talk about my PC is like entirely at PSA right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, right? And that's legit because you want to, you want to protect your PC and you want to get it graded for long-term storage. Um, but you'll be very happy when that gets back to you yeah. eventually. Um, but we want to talk about, you know, methods where you can just kind of focus on the basics and still be successful. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll start it off by, by, by saying that something you might want to do is, if you're into the sports cards, get really good at knowing what's going on with the sports. If you're into the Pokemon, figure out, you know, what, what's, what's going on with the Pokemon. You can tell right away, I don't know what's going on with the Pokemon, but something's going on there. So figure it out. Play a few games, buy a few packs, figure out what's going on with the Pokemon. Uh, if you like oddball cards, do research, man. There's so many great websites. Um, I'm getting into these 60s tops cards with the beautiful paintings um, that you see uh, uh, the, uh, for example, the, the 60s Batman set. And of course, one of the most monumental sets ever in the, in the oddball non-sports world uh, is, um, is the Mars Attacks cards. 
So when you start looking into uh, stuff like that, you start to learn about the artists. You start to learn about the historical context of those cards. And you can start getting very good at that. There's not, in, in a way, that's almost better than the baseball cards because there's not as much kind of to, to research and get a, a, a grip on. Yeah. But with sports, like how many times, Brendan, do you run into someone? It, it becomes very apparent. They're not really fans of the sport. They're just looking for cards. Yeah. And they know the big names. And I'm sure in soccer, it's all about people are coming to you and they want to talk about Pele and Maradona and, uh, and, and all these other guys, uh, Messi and Ronaldo. But they're not really following the sport. And they, yeah. they're not going to be aware of who the next generation is. They're not well, going to be aware I, I think, of who I mean, be... for, for soccer, it's almost opposite right now, to be honest. It's like... Really? What people want to do is talk about like guys that are like it's the rookie on, and I'm seeing very very similar things that are happening with soccer that happened with basketball where like guys that and this is actually something that I'm going to talk about during my spiel um and just like how I've been navigating these like very tumultuous waters um People are putting way too much stock right now in soccer, at least in present day, not even superstars, like guys that pop off every day. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with just like a new market, um, new hype, but also everyone wants the, the, the next best thing. And I think that, that, you know, if you do that, I don't know if you're ever going to be truly happy. Like, you, I mean, you might be, but like, it, and it's, like I said, it's very similar to, to basketball where like we have Erling Holland in soccer and his cards are six digits now. Um, some of them are six digits now. And this guy's played uh, three years of, I would say quality football. I mean, he's been playing f- professional football forever, but like three years on, on notable teams. And uh, he's subject to some big money moves. So he's very similar to Luka Doncic in, the, in that sense, um, where like they're just kind of designated like next up. Yeah. Um, I, and then we've got like Kylian Mbappe, who's also in that category. And like people are just pouring money into these guys who really don't have much backing them. And well, everybody, I, I... everybody wants in on it. And I think you know, I'm just trying not to get swept up in the rat race, uh, much like with basketball. Like I never, like, I, I like watching basketball, but because of when I got into the hobby, I saw all these people buying up Kobe whites and overpaying in my opinion for uh, prism and, you know, ball ball and Tyler hero and all these guys that, you know, in my head, I was like, man, I wish I had these guys cards because they're popping off and like they're the only guys playing right now but what i did was was just stick to my my what i know and what i know is that tim duncan is way goddamn better than tyler hero and it makes no sense that a tyler hero rookie card is you know maybe 45 50 dollars raw and i went to a card show and bought a tim duncan Mint condition, like it's sitting at PSA right now. If it doesn't gem, I'll be gobsmacked. Um, Bowman's best, I believe. And it retails for like 650 in a PSA 10. And I'm like, what are people doing right now? 
you know, well, I so I would have, I would have guessed I might be wrong with soccer. I would have guessed that the reason why there's so much prospecting, I mean, first of all, there's always going to be prospecting. Going yes. on. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, the big legends of soccer at this point, as of today, seem to be so expensive, right. That, uh, you know, that's kind of the alternative uh, for people that, I mean, even if you're aware of the importance of Pele and Maradona, it seems that the, the, the kind of word is out, right? Like a lot of those cards are, are a lot of money now. Yeah, but that's um, like, Pele and Maradona are like MJ and like Akeem Olajuwon, you know what I mean? Magic. But like there are, there's a whole tier of like undiscovered, like not undiscovered, yeah. but like think about from the 70s to early 2000s. Are like, people buying Zidane? Let's buy some Zidane. So oh, that's like, these are the guys that people should be popping off on right now. Right, and, right. you know, you might just leave here with a little soccer tidbit. We came here talking about, but like, seriously though, think about like, one of the reasons why there's a massive resurgence in sports cards is because people from, you know, the, the, the born from like the seventies to the nineties, basically um, are, they have money now and they want to invest in things that aren't the stock market, right? The alternative investments. So yep. just think about guys that like people were watching during these times and just go after them. And just cause the market hasn't showed like shown love to it yet. Yep. Doesn't mean that it's not a good play. It's actually opposite. If the market's not showing love to it, that's, that is your move. That's yep. your, your way of getting ahead of this thing. And the only way that you can truly know that is by learning the sport and loving what you're collecting well, you, you identified the correct time period because we got to remember, I mean, sports obviously existed before the 70s, but they became incredibly accessible through television sets uh, and through kind of American culture in the 70s through the 90s. Um, and like you said, those are the people with the expendable income that are, that are entering the market. I mean, you know, you, you start to talk about players like, you know, like Gary Sheffield and, and Pedro Martinez. Just the other day, I was, I just got into that, that that black hole that you can enter um, late night on YouTube. And I was watching highlights of eighties and nineties baseball. And it's incredible. The, the, the uh, you know, the, the accomplishments, the feats, the, the moments, like you could, I was watching uh, clips of Bo Jackson gunning people down from the outfield at third base, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, on a, on a, on a single, trying to stretch from first to, to third, uh, on a single that Bo grabs and then throws you out at third base there. It's unbelievable. You ever watch Randy, Randy Johnson highlights? I mean, those, those live forever. These clips are going to be on YouTube forever. Uh, maybe they're going to become like NFTs one day. I don't know, but the reality is like, that's history. And that's something that you can really relate to the collectibles. Now people are going to start talking about all sorts of elements that start coming into play about what I just showed you could be considered junk wax, 89 upper deck, 91 upper deck. You have to take all of those elements into consideration, but the main point of what you're saying is there, which is that that's kind of what should be the focus. But prospecting is prospecting. It's, it's, it's kind of a fun element of it. Like, I think, you know, there's several accounts that kind of pointed out that kind of day trading is like, like going into prospecting, long-term investing is, is, you know, buying like the, the, the tried and true, like, Jordans, you're never going to go wrong yeah. uh, investing in Messi or Ronaldo. Um, but if you want to 
have that excitement. I mean, some people live for that kind of stuff. You want to wake up the next day and find out that your prospecting has netted you two, three, four, five times the return. But unfortunately uh, that's, that's in today's climate though, like at least again, like, so you and I can't physically go acquire it. Right. Right. Um, targets all over the States are just mangled right now. Just mangled. Sure. So like, rather than focusing on what you don't have, like we need to right. be problem solvers, you know, right. and you, you can still prospect, right. You can still buy the individual cards, but it does get back to our point that your prospecting is going to be even better. If you watch the sport, if you follow the sport and understand the sport, whether it's soccer, baseball, basketball, UFC, pick the sports. I do not go where I do not know. So I'm not in the basketball market. Um, I'm in the markets that I follow on a daily basis. The apps, you watch the games. Uh, UFC is my is probably my favorite outlet for mixed martial arts, so I know it very well. And I won't go near UFC with a ten foot pole because I just don't know sense, enough about right? it. There you go. So again, that that when it, when we say getting back to basics, saying put in a little bit of effort there to know the market very well, it will enhance the prospecting. Prospecting without that knowledge is ridiculous when you, when you do think about it. It's gambling. There's, there's no excuse if you fail because you, you set yourself up for it. it. It becomes a game of chance. If you like a game of chance, go play some roulette. Yep. A lot of people know how that goes. Not very um, well. When you play that way. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 if we want to talk about poker, you're a much better... You're a much better all-in poker player when you're thoughtful and you understand the ins and outs of the games rather than just sitting down at a table. You got to know. Every time I play someone who has no idea what they're doing, I get nothing. Yeah, that beginner's luck, right? Hey, and by the way, beginner's luck 100% applies to cards as well. It's just brutal. Yeah. I, um, I, think that, that's a I think another thing that's, again, and I've, I've mentioned this several times during this podcast, not this one specifically, but over the course of our tenure, is that if you truly, if you want to prospect, you got to buy sets before they drop. You I, buy the pre-order. Like take, you want to take a chance? Take a chance on the pre-order because worst comes to worst, if you see the checklist and you don't like it, you keep it sealed because someone's going to buy it. And as we've seen, you I mean, you were talking last week about how UFC like is retailed, what, $1,000? It hasn't even come out yet? Yeah. So for me, I, I couldn't get in on soccer. I was like, I was like modern soccer because everything was like a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a box. So nine months or six months, seven months ago, I put a pre-order in for this upcoming Champions League box. I paid two hundred and fifty dollars, and today it's eight hundred dollars. It drops in three weeks, and I am going to be the happiest person on planet Earth. But I knew that I'm like. I, I know what my limitations are. I knew that like, maybe you have to be patient, but it's always the patient person that perseveres. Like it's always that patient person that in three, four, five, six years time is laughing. So right. understand that like, there are things that you want, right? But like life doesn't always give you what you want. I, you know, I would love to have endless retail at the prices that you were picking them up at in 2019. But right. that's not like I, I, it's not possible. So thinking and, about and, that is only going to make my experience worse. Don't compare yourself or your collection to anybody else. Right. And start and, building what you have. Yeah. 
and let's not forget you, you can still prospect without sealed uh, uh with without sealed product right For you sure. can still anyone who right now is is buying uh, wander or jason dominguez they are still prospecting right on a very high level by the way um so that that's still there and that segues quite nicely into the concept that look if you, if you truly believe in the player you've done your research um and you want that card slab buy the slab right i, I think we've mentioned that yep. several times if yeah yeah want, no I, that, that's it, my 100 like my my takeaway moving forward forever now like i'm yeah. not I'm, I, and, and especially based on, you know, you're, you're, I mean, and now you bought from PWCC and like, like you can't even buy slabs, but you know, in the There's case of, M, in the case of MSG, um, that's why I just, I try not to buy raw anymore. Like, because more often than not, it's, it's something that's not disclosed or something shifting right. incorrectly or whatever the case may be. Right. Yes. So the one thing that I'm going to, I'm going to throw in there is I try to stay away from these big companies, honestly, straight up. Like I, if I see a PWCC option auction, I will, even if it's a card I really want, I still, I'm like, I'm just not willing to do it because I've had a few experiences. And again, I'm not, or I'm not saying never go near them. I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who have had fantastic experiences and I'm, that's great, but I've had enough where I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And I know that if I go to a smaller and I'm, I'm <coughs> small, by smaller, I don't mean someone who has like 30 reviews. I mean, someone who has, you know, hundred, 130, like positive reviews, maybe even more. That's fine. I'm not going to discriminate, but someone who obviously knows what they're doing and is going to take the time to care about what they're sending me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. At, uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'll buy raw cards in person. I've had a lot of success doing yeah. that. Not, not just for grading purposes, but like yeah. if I want something nice, you know, for a PC, that's a five ten dollar card. I still want it to be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, mean I feel a large percentage of us are slightly OCD. Yeah. We're collectors for a reason and collecting does involve some of those elements, some of those mental elements uh, of organization and, and control and it bothers you if you've got a, a pc card with damage on it yeah um and uh yeah it's just kind of getting it into people's head that you have that option to avoid the the pitfalls of trying to obtain this card you want slab um it takes it's such a long process now longer than it's ever been you're not guaranteed a mint card out of a pack you're not i mean no. I, I think we've all learned that this past year every day you see these these postings yeah. Um, people open Upper Deck Series 2, there's damage. Thankfully, Upper Deck's good about it, but think about the time and effort involved in that. We're all so busy these days. Uh, I, I've had, you know, like I, I opened a, a 2020 Tops, uh, two hangers. One of them had an incredibly expensive card that was damaged. I went through the rigmarole of getting that to Tops. Total pain. They ended up uh, replacing it with cards that did not match the value. Um, and then I pulled another hanger where there was a, a Bobuchet rookie, which is great. We're in Toronto. Um, and it was damaged and it's just not worth it to me to fill out the form, send a package for $15 with tracking to, to replace my bow. It, it's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, you're not guaranteed mint cards and packs. You're not guaranteed mint cards when you buy online, by the way, never, never assume that you are. I'm just saying this to our listeners that, and, and never assume it'll gem either. Just... Right. Never assume anything will jump by the way. No, don't uh, assume I any... talk... How about we just don't assume anything? There like... you go. There you I, go. Like, 
that's the only way to not be disappointed at this point is just like do all the research acquire all the knowledge but assume nothing and i think you'll be the happiest collector of all collectors just as often as people send something in and it gets a nine and they're disappointed it comes back a 10 and they say oh man i can't believe it um but you know the you you only have so much control and i do always preach of course looking at your cards um it is the cardboard coaches where you were you would have for the first time heard the cartel talking about how this wave of incoming slabs yes there's going to be a ton of them not precisely what we think it will necessarily be i'm starting to see that sentiment repeated very often i take it as a compliment but um you know as much as you can exercise control of the elements knowing the sport knowing about the sets that you collect, knowing about the players that you collect, knowing about how grading works. Is, is this set particularly condition sensitive? Maybe a PSA 6 in this particular set is actually quite desirable, Yeah. right? Maybe there's a reason why there are big jumps in grading values, whereas there wouldn't be on a more modern set that, that, that is generally consistently graded well. Um, all that information and all that research will help you out and will help you Stick to the basics. You don't have to be that concerned about what's going on with ComC, PSA, PWCC, Tops, Panini. If you stick to the basics and do the research and invest in the players that you truly believe in, if you find a PC that you love, none of that stuff, I mean, yeah, it might come into play because you might be trying to get some cards from from ComC and got to make sure they're in a top loader. Um, You know, uh, there are just so many pitfalls, but... If you just focus on what you've always been doing, this is what I'm trying to do, uh, having, you know, having witnessed the way that this hobby has changed, um, you just got to stick to what you, what you know and what you have been doing uh, and try to cancel out that noise. And not all of us have the massive amounts of capital. It's the other thing you got to bear in mind, like you said, Brendan, is don't compare your collections. Don't compare what's going on. Don't even compare... You know, uh, I've witnessed a lot of toxic conversations this past week online, um, people bragging about their followings. By the way, if you're looking at an Instagram page and someone has an incredibly high number of followers and you're seeing very little interactivity on their page in terms of likes and replies, that should tell you something about this person's following. There are artificial uh, ways uh, there are artificial means of pumping up your, your following you can kind of tell when it's organic by the interactivity uh, on that page but that's meaningless all that stuff is meaningless what's meaningful is what you're posting up what you are proudly displaying the content that you have to provide the information when we some we, when we see something amazing and valuable we put it out there as fast as we can you know, like our conversation with Brian at Rocky Mountain uh, Baseball Cards. Um, there's so much great stuff out there. There's so much great content, so much great information. You can get on there and laugh. You can get on there and get good info and try to cancel out the negativity that we see building. It's funny uh, no? you mentioned that because like two days ago, I had I posted a story about a card that I own. But I'm looking for comps for it because when I bought it like six months ago, it just there just weren't any comps for it. I bought it for a, an obscure soccer card. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even obscure, but it was at the time. And now it's like becoming slowly more mainstream. And I think like six or seven of them have sold in the last like six months, which is 
pretty big. But uh, one just dropped a few days ago and I posted it and someone was like, damn you. I was hoping that you weren't going to, you weren't going to, uh, you weren't going to find this because I knew you were going to talk about it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I am always looking for comps. I am always just digging and trying to just ac- accumulate as much information and knowledge as possible. Right. Speaking of knowledge. Yes. Um, an interesting study just came out. What is it a study? Was it an article? Do we know? It was a study and an article, um, but let's not forget. We call this, uh, I don't know what we call it, but this is what I do. I go, let's get physical. Let's do it. Okay. So this is the fitness corner One step closer to consistency. Yes. This is the fitness corner. You want to try that again? Go for it. We are coaches, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going we're gonna to do some coaching. This study that, that uh, Co is, refer- is referencing is one in a series of uh, completely obvious studies uh, following in the, in the tradition of the vitamin D study that because we've had enough time now to look at what's going on with patients with COVID, um, people that have recovered, people that have not done so well, long haulers and deaths, unfortunately, as unpleasant as it is to discuss, we've accumulated a lot of information. Um, This information trickles through. It does not get the major headlines. The major headlines, unfortunately, are involved in scaring you. But these, and and by the way, make make no mistake about it, Co and I uh, uh, take this stuff very seriously as health professionals. I don't know about your personal experience, Co, but I've had enough people around me affected by this very badly in all sorts of ways, beginning at the top with ill relatives, all the way down to mental health and business. For sure. Um, We are not involved in any aspect of denying any element of this. No. But the part that has me incredibly angry is the suppression of of common sense, so to speak. Uh, This study discussed the fact that in, in analyzing the deaths and the people that had the most trouble, it was highly correlated with being inactive. And as many of you know, and as Co and I are very acutely aware, inactivity and everything related to it, obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, is a very, is very much an epidemic in the West. There is a lot involved with it. Politically, there's a lot involved with it uh, in terms of the economy. Yep. And um, it's frustrating because that, that is absolutely the biggest problem in the West and why we were sitting ducks for a virus like this. Um, we've heard enough times how it affects the obese. So obviously that's why I'm saying this study with this correlation is obvious. Um, and unfortunately, it's a catch-22 because we're now being told to stay at home and be inactive. Uh, and staying at home does not allow you to get vitamin D from the sun. Uh, not being able to go to the gyms does not allow you to build lean muscle. Um, there are people working out, look, I, I think you are a prime example. You've gotten yourself into better shape at home, so it is possible. You don't have uh, a crazy setup. I, I know people who've got you know squat racks and things set up, God bless them. They're in a fantastic position to take care of themselves, but with a few dumbbells, and exercising regularly, you've managed to get in better shape. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, there are vitamin D supplementation regimes that people can get themselves on. There are dietary changes 
that would make a tremendous difference. Um, and at this point, why not focus on preventative measures? And I'm just so worried as we come out the other end of this. I think we mentioned this several podcasts ago. Do you want to be someone that emerges from this? The fire's in the background. We're walking in slow motion, having escaped it. For those of us with hair, it's flowing in the wind, right? Or maybe mustaches are flowing in the wind. And uh, do you want to be the person crawling out of there, barely surviving? Or do you want to walk out? walking tall, proud, and, and if not in the same shape you were when it started, but better shape. And um, that's, that's what we wanted to talk about, right, is, is just how important that is, how, how where we have to be. You know, it's funny, you mentioned the 70s and the 90s. It's a golden age of sports. It what, it's what produced this current hobby boom, because we are the hobby boomers that, that came out of it. But you know what was introduced in the late 70s was high fructose corn syrup. And that's where obesity started. It wasn't a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Obesity was not a thing. And I'm just going to say this without even 100% knowing this. 60s, 50s, and 40s, it was not a thing. Okay? It is now. And everything associated with it, cancer, et cetera, is a thing now. And it's a thing we don't like talking about. Uh, I think you might mention coming up here some of the stigmas attached to discussing some of these things and being frank about it without being insulting being yeah. frank about it because frank conversations are what we need yeah um, we probably have enough people in our lives that we're concerned about which again you don't you don't want to hurt feelings you don't yeah. want to touch on sensitivities but it got it's got to get to the point where we acknowledge we were sitting ducks do we want to continue being sitting ducks do we want to continue being exposed to the type of foods that we're exposed to on, on, on a on a daily basis yeah right so my stance on this is first of all and this is like going to be the question that you should just ask yourself if you're if you're in this category if not now then when because although you know relatively speaking most of us are scared of getting this virus or scared of what transmitting it to someone else ultimately there are healthy 20 year olds that are getting this virus and being admitted to icus right um, whether there's underlying health conditions, we don't know, you know, maybe they're, they look perfectly healthy, but their insides are all destroyed. I have no idea. And we probably will never know. The point is, why would you not want to be in a position to be able to f- battle this and whatever else comes your way? Right. Yes. Um, because I am all for loving yourself all for loving yourself. Honestly, don't let anyone tell you that, that you aren't special or that, you know, you need to change something about yourself or they they can go fuck themselves. However, um, and I'm like, so there's, you know, I think fat shaming, and I'm not saying that we should openly just go after, you know, people who are overweight because that's ridiculous. Again, don't let anyone tell you that, you know, what you're doing is, is not what you want to do or what, not what you should be doing, whatever. However, you know, it, it makes it quite difficult for us to have these conversations, much like what you said, with loved ones, with friends, with, you know, just the everyday person, right? Like it's, I, you can still love yourself and, and be overweight, you know, you can love yourself and be obese. However, 
I mean, there are obvious health risks, whether you want to deny that or not, right? There's, I mean, there's an increase in blood pressure, which inevitably makes you more susceptible to heart attacks. Um, right. Also, it's an, it's an extreme strain on your system so that even a flu, you know, could, could do more damage to someone who is overweight or obese than someone who is, you know, within their healthy range set, set by standards of doctors. They're doctors. So, like, I, I know that there's public perception on one side, but there's also doctors on the other side, right? Like, and, and this, like, tying back into what I said, don't let anyone tell you, because I've seen, like, let's say, you know, like, thicker women who have wide hips and you know someone might be like oh that woman that girl's fat but like they're not and you know like women naturally have more curves and are more voluptuous um and you know some males have like thicker bases and you know um, a little bit more bone density um or maybe they're just um what am i looking for yeah sometimes there's metabolisms that are varied and that's exactly that's that's scientifically 100 but ultimately it comes down to how you feel on a regular basis right Right. and if you find that you know you're struggling to sleep maybe you've got sleep apnea yes uh, because you might be a little bit overweight maybe this is an indicator uh you know are do you feel less motivated to move you know maybe i mean aside from the fact that we're in basically everyone's depressed at this point, (laughs) but like, is it because you feel limited by like how far you can go? Is it a cardiovascular issue? Is it your knees hurt? Like these are all indicators to do something to better yourself. Now, whether you love yourself or not, that's great. If you love yourself truly, then you want to give yourself the best quality of life. You want to give yourself options. You want to be around for your children, your friends, your family. You want longevity. And that's something that being fit and healthy, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to have a six pack or everyone needs to starve themselves or everyone needs to be eating chicken and rice. And that's it. That's never what I said. It's all about balance. Right. Factually speaking, all these things set you up for being successful and having the life you want to live for quite some time. And it comes like, it's almost ties back into the sports cards. We're like back to basics. Do you know, like um, when people are like, I don't know what to eat. Well, it's very simple. Did it come from the ground? Yes. Okay, good. Eat it. You know, how many ingredients are in a potato? There's one potato. Um, Cabbage. Guess what? There's one ingredient cabbage. You can, you can combine a bunch of those one ingredient things and now all of a sudden you have a meal with many ingredients but right. when you're when, when you grab let's say mr noodle i mean i don't know how many ingredients are in mr noodle why don't you go check there's probably like 47 a ton do you know what i mean so yeah. uh, it's quite literally back to basics aim no, for whole whole foods foods that you know, have energy because if the food has energy, it will give you energy. If something's been sitting on a shelf for two years, let me tell you how much energy you're going to get from eating that. Probably not a lot because that thing is lifeless. It is literally lifeless. Yeah. There's, there's that new soap that's being advertised a lot. Anytime you watch YouTube or anything, it's like Squatch or something. And they, yeah, they, they interview people on the street and they have them read the ingredients on their, uh, their body wash you know, from Old Spice versus the ingredients in their natural product. And that also applies. 
it, it, it's it's that's a great way of putting it given that the show is back to basics yeah um is you know a lot of people will say i mean it it, it can be expensive to eat healthy versus a quick fast food meal but i'll tell you if you find yourself in the habit of buying fresh whole foods uh freezing them uh cooking them and putting that effort in you're probably eating less on the whole. So, so you're probably eating the equivalent of a large amount of those fast food or Uber Eats orders. And that ends up, in my opinion, actually, when I'm eating the healthiest, I, I, I'm going to actually say that I'm, I'm not spending as much. Ironically you're not, enough. not going out as much. Ironically enough. So I eat out twice a week. Okay. So like, and, and for us eating out is Uber Eats because we can't actually physically right. go out. Exactly. But Quote I order Uber Eats twice a week. And for myself and my girlfriend, it's $50 each meal. Okay. So $100 a week is eating out. Two meals. I eat, we eat, oh, screw it. I eat four meals a day. Okay. I spend on average a week in groceries, $120, which okay. means that for me to eat four meals a day times yes. seven days, so 28 meals cost me $100 versus two meals costing me a hundred it's a great way of putting it it's it, it might be more initially and you know it might be an, a, a greater initial investment but it's a lot cheaper than these constant i mean even like ten dollars even if you're spending ten like i'm buying you know maybe more expensive you know fast food whatever even if you're spending ten dollars and you spend ten dollars every day that's one meal every like how many times are you going to do that in a day? You know what that makes me think of, Brendan, is uh, the concept of buying the singles and slabs you want versus buying the sealed product, right? You're, you're going to end up spending less, trust me. And you're going to be a lot happier and healthier mentally than uh, the feeling. Uh, did you see the video of Steve Aoki opening that soccer product and he didn't hit the card? No, he did, but it was it was like... It was no, that was a different one. Oh, really? No, no. There I was didn't. another one where no, he was he was searching for a seventy-five thousand dollar card out of a, uh, a sorry, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar in PSA ten out of a seventy-five thousand dollar product, and he didn't hit it. The oh, card, cardboard posted the fat the final pack, and it's so great because I didn't even have to leave a comment because I went to the comment section and people were on the right wavelength. They were like. It's nice to see this guy getting a taste of what the real hobby is about yeah. well, because I mean, he not, just got the yeah. taste of not hitting something, Yeah, you know, just on a much higher level. Cause we ain't cracking no. uh, $75,000 boxes. No, um, but trust me, mentally, you're going to feel a lot better when you, when you buy the slab you want this, this is a Glaber SP. Uh, this would have been quite painful to try to source from sealed product and then grade. Just buy I, the slab. Get I thought the that was a Verdugo want. for a second. No, no, well, yeah, because it's because it's uh, horizontal. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, buy the slab you want, buy the cards you want, stick to the basics, back to the basics, people. Try to uh, filter out the negativity and the frustration. It's very easy to get frustrated in all these situations we discussed today, the hobby and the world, especially if you live in Ontario. To all of our Ontario friends, listeners and viewers, we, we feel for you. We feel the pain that you are in. But you got to, you got to make it through one way or the other. You got to make it through, take care of yourself. You have to move, do some push-ups, do some squats. If you need help with it, people are out there. There are some great professionals out there. By the way, just one last comment about the fitness industry. Unfortunately, in, in my travels on Instagram and social media, 
I do see that a lot of fitness people, these are generally very healthy young people that were in amazing shape when the lockdown started. They tend to become very jaded and, and negative. And a lot of them even go so far as becoming anti-maskers. And I don't blame them because they don't see the danger yeah. in and around them. They were in great shape. They were ready. They were ready well, for that, that's, that's exactly it. You right. know what I mean? Like, And by the way, they're also frustrated because their gyms are closed and their businesses are closed. So it's very easy. It's tempting to yeah. suddenly log onto a website and become a conspiracy theorist. Don't yeah. go that route. But but it's easy to see the, why those fit, fitness people behave the way they do. They were ready. So that's all we're trying to impress upon you is that uh, just to share a personal story, uh, I, everyone struggles with different ailments and, and physical realities. When I was very young, I almost died in the hospital and a doctor told me I had done a great job from the first time I was diagnosed in preparing for my relapse. And he just, he kept saying that to me, you did a great job. That's, that's why I started working out and I'm never going to stop. And that doctor made sure I won't stop because he reminded me that if I hadn't taken the steps I did, there was a greater chance I would have died in the hospital. So that's the best way to put it. Not everyone has that experience to go off on. So it's very easy for me to go off on it. But what I, we do have a shared experience now where we should have been ready. It's not easy, I understand, but we should have been ready. Let's be ready the next time the S hits the fan. I think the ultimate takeaway is, and with cards, with uh, maybe your financial situation, with fitness, it's not ideal and it might never be ideal. Like it might not, maybe things don't go back to, you know, sealed wax doesn't go back to the way it was, but like right. we have two options here. Yeah. Same thing with, with no. the gyms, you know, maybe gyms are going to be limited moving forward. We have two options here. Yeah. First is to sit here and bitch about it. And you know, just keep like the only person suffering here is you when you just sit and bitch about it and don't, don't do anything about it. Right. Or you can, make do with what you've got and it might not be great. Like it might not get you up in the morning, but at least you're progressing. At least you're, you're, you're making the positive because it's all about habits, right? So you're building in that trajectory. And so when things do open up and there is plentiful retail and all these things are golden, you are going to be set up. There you go. Absolutely. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did and, and the cartel did today. Um, big shout out to anybody who is in the hobby and just having fun right now. I hope right. you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and coach go out. Peace.